Welcome to Day 131 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. And we have entered into one of the shorter books of the Old Testament, uh, and indeed one of the the richer portraits of grace we find, uh, you know, in, in, in the Old Testament. And, of course, the Old Testament has many rich portraits of grace. But we see so many pictures of the Lord's care for us and the Lord's tenderness with us. You know, in the images that we see in the in the in the book of Ruth, and so we do bring, as, as Katie pointed out before we went on the air, we we finally get to end a week on a high note. So we end the need on a week on a high note with a, a book of Ruth, and we bring it to conclusion today in chapter four. So before we read, we always um, we always pause. It, it, what a privilege it is to enjoy the riches of of God's provision for us, and certainly in those riches is his provision of his word in which he has revealed his heart and character to us and by which through his spirit he transforms us into his image stirs our affections toward him and gives us the desire and the ability to be the people he's called us to be restores to us what we have lost to the ravages of sin and rebellion against him we we thank him for his good gifts and his means of grace and uh, his word is certainly one of those means. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for moments in your word. Thank you for the wonder of the story. Thank you for the beauty of the principles that are bedded in it. But more than anything else, we thank you that we meet you in your word and we hear your heartbeat and see your character in your word. Thank you for this wonderful story against the backdrop of the people that were doing what was right in their own eyes seeing a man of dignity in Boaz and a woman of deep devotion in Ruth, uh, seeing portraits of your devotion to us and your dedication to us. So we read, Father, may you stir our hearts, may you restore our, our joy, and may you call us into a deeper walk with you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. In Ruth chapter 4, Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here, and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so, but if you will not, tell me, so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day that you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead widow's, uh, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself, I cannot do it. Now in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed the sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today your witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon. I've also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Malon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. 
Then the elders and all the people of the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel, may have standing in Ephrathah, and be famous in Bethlehem. Though the offspring the Lord gives you, through the offspring the Lord gives you by this woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Baez took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, Praise be the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Menadab, Menadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David, and of course as Matthew would tell us, from whom came Jesus. Like a mic drop moment. It is. It is a. It is a. It is a beautiful moment when you see that. You know, God is. Um, remember, we ended. You know, the book of you know Judges with. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and everyone did as they saw fit. Mm-hmm. And of course, the name that is just mentioned, you know, in, in passing here, David will be a king, who is after God's own heart. And it'll be the ideal that Israel strives for and never meets forever until mm-hmm. there finally is a king who comes in the line of David who is truly a king after God's own heart. Not not only just in the intention of his heart, but the character of his heart. Every thought, every deed, every work in complete obedience to the Father. And his obedience becomes our righteousness, which is a beautiful gift. His death becomes our death, which is a beautiful gift. And his life becomes our life which is a beautiful gift. Mm. And, and so when you hear this, uh, you know, about this child renewing Naomi's life, mm-hmm. you also you know, just have just kind of a foreshadowing of a child that will one day mm-hmm. renew ours. Mm-hmm. And once again, we just have to take a look at Naomi, which I'm probably stealing what Matt's yeah. thoughts were because he's, he's enjoyed talking about Naomi this week. But um, Which I wonder if she is, I mean, she seems kind of like the the one person that that this whole book is really and i know it's called ruth but she seems to be kind of the main character here but i don't are, know are you suggesting gonna, we ta- change the name of I the mean, book in the bible maybe we, <laughs> i think god's the main character anyway so naomi um occasionally we have to watch the Krizgis even in the middle of our podcast you do it's true uh that naomi once again going back to what she said that um she has come back empty and of course now the lord we see has has given her above and beyond what she would have imagined and and so though she thought she would be empty for the rest of her life she now has a grandson um and that and not only a grandson because you know we we love grandchildren we um, we love the, that relationship, but it's so much more than that because it's the continuation of her of her family line. It's um, an 
an air um and so culturally that's just it's so much more than just the, than just a child. no yeah there's the joy of you know the joy of a grandson but this is more than a grandson this is a son to her and it's more than a son to her it's a name and a place mm-hmm. so god has given her a name and a place in in, in israel uh, she is one of those you know that uh, time could have easily forgotten uh, she could have wasted mm-hmm. away in the land of moab far from the promises of God and far from the heart of God's people, but God in His marvelous providence has provided, you know, not not you know just kind of a, a scarce existence, you know, of a gleaning, but the rich inheritance of of a name and a place, you know, in Israel. And her name and place, of course, is giving name and place to the one who would come mm-hmm. and redeem us all, our kinsman redeemer, mm-hmm. in, in in keeping with the story. That's one of the things I love about this story is we are coming out of, you know, we're in the period of judges. And mm-hmm. I mean, just for, for this kind of almost like a, a chance to look through the window and, and hear the names of, of several people, mm-hmm. you know, that all of a sudden now we're reminded that, yeah, God cares about the nation Israel, but he, he, he deals specifically with individuals as well. And, and you get, you know, this character, Naomi, who it would have been easy for her to move off, move off to Moab, you know, okay, we meet the character Ruth, now let the story progress, and, you know, and yet, hint after hint, or really just kind of exclamation after exclamation, we see God dealing kindly with Naomi and, and providing for her. Um, even so much at the end, you know, Naomi, you get the thing that it's, she's got a, a daughter who's better than seven sons, mm-hmm. you know, she lost two sons, she went away, she came back empty, and yet the proclamation is, she's more than full. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that's you know the, the wonderful little observation there. You have a daughter-in-law who's worth more to you than seven sons, uh, one who, who who has devoted herself in covenant love to uh, to you and Naomi. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And where you're buried, I'll bury it. And not even uh, God deal with me ever so severely if even death can separate. You know, the two of us. So you have, you know, someone whose love is love is better in life and mm-hmm. someone whose love has been restorative. And, of course, she has. And, and I just love this. You know, uh, she has a new kinsman redeemer, you know, that mm-hmm. she's she's holding in her arms. And I, I just like that phrase, may he renew your life and sustain you. Yeah. And, and, of course, that's the grace that we find in, in Christ Jesus. We, we were empty and he has, you know, filled us up. We... Mm-hmm walked into the away from the promises of god and uh wasted you know our our lives on pursuing you know need, you know pursuing an empty gain and yet we come back to him and he fills us up he sustains our life he renews our life and sustains us mm-hmm. even into our old age and, and of course well beyond as well so the promises of the kinsman redeemer are, are very rich and then you wonder you know about this you know uh, perez who was kind of a lower you know um, there's kind of a uncomfortable story that you know goes, you know, with us Perez, but he is also in the family line. So you have a Moabite, and you have, you know, this kind of in the family line of Christ. And, and Matthew points this out beautifully. There's a lot of, a lot of genetic flaws in the line of Christ, and by that I mean reminders of Israel's sin and God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know that that come through this. Yeah, I was even thinking that Naomi was kind of personifying even the picture of the nation of Israel, you know, walking away from the promised land and then coming back Absolutely. and just 
Yeah, it's just and having story. their only hope in a coming kinsman redeemer. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To renew your life. Mm-hmm. And that God continues to bring about fruit um, even after such you know, unfaithfulness and people walking away and trying to make their own way um, that he is preserving his this line and mm-hmm. this line will continue to, to bear fruit and to lead us to to Jesus. It's very, very cool and exciting. No, it is. And, and of course, you have a huge climax for the readers of the Old Testament that all of this was God's provision leading us to the greatest king, mm-hmm. you know, that we would ever know. And, of course, for us, we, we see it with an even different lens mm-hmm. that this is God's provision and leading us to the greater than David king, mm-hmm. uh, the greater than Abraham, the greater than, uh, you know, Moses, mm-hmm. the greater than you know, Adam, uh, the ultimate fulfillment of all God's promises. And, and so all, every little glimpse of grace we see here has been given to us in a far deeper and a far richer way in Christ Jesus. Well, it's been a fun week uh, in, in the Word, fun week, mm-hmm. even though we started the week on a really hard um, chapter out of the book of Judges, we end it on a very high note that's pointing us to our hope that we have in, in Christ Jesus. Uh, we'll continue in the story of the Old Testament and we'll continue to see two things and we'll go all the way through the drama of Scripture, the incredible faithfulness of God to a deeply unfaithful people who he just will not let go of because of his deep covenant love for them. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your pursuit of us. Even when we walk out of your promises into foreign land seeking our fortunes elsewhere you're a good and a gracious god and we thank you for every spiritual blessing we've received in christ jesus and we know we don't even begin to comprehend what we have now today much less what we will have one day when we see you face to face may you open the eyes of our heart as paul would later pray so that we can see Uh, the extent, the height, and the breadth, and the depth of the love that you have for us in Christ Jesus. And may we, as Paul also prayed, uh, experience it together with all of your people. It's in your holy name. Amen. Amen.